0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you tuned in. After traveling nearly 300 million miles for the last six months, NASA's rover Perseverance has landed safely on Mars. If you're like me, you cannot get enough of The photos and videos of that happening shortly after its arrival on the red planet last month Perseverance sent back its first images of the Martian atmosphere And of the landing site setting off imaginations all over the country So what does this mission mean in terms of exploring and learning our our solar system? Here to talk with us about the significance of this extraterrestrial feat Is Wayne State University astrophysicist Edward Cackett Ed, welcome back to Detroit
1: Today Hi, Stephen. Great to be with you. Yeah.
0: So, uh, last time we had you on was almost exactly a year ago, and so much has changed since then. Tell us about Perseverance and why even its name feels especially relevant and urgent in this moment of pandemic life here in the United States.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot has changed in the last year, of course, but Perseverance, uh, as you said, had to persevere because. Uh, To be able to get to Mars, there is a small launch window of about one month every 24 months that you can launch a spacecraft from Earth to get to Mars. So they had to deal with getting everything, the final things ready to launch in the summer of 2020 to be able to get to to Mars uh, just uh, over about a week and a half ago. Uh, And the exciting thing about Perseverance is And it's doing a whole bunch of firsts, right? So um, it's got a helicopter on board called Ingenuity that's going to fly around uh, and test whether you can actually fly in the Martian atmosphere. It's going to drill for uh, rock samples and and seal them in test tubes that a future mission will be able to come and pick up and bring back to Earth. Uh, And it's got an experiment on there that is going to test whether we can produce oxygen from the uh, Martian atmosphere, which is mostly CO2, so it's sort of preparing uh, for when humans may, in the future, go to Mars.
0: Mm. I mean, there there are so many little details about this that just blow my mind. I mean, the distance, of course, 300 million miles traveled in just over six months. I mean, that that seems beyond uh, what what we should be capable of uh then of course it gets to Mars and performs these very tricky maneuvers to get into the atmosphere without burning up and then uh, extends its parachute at the right time and fires its rockets to land pretty softly uh on on the ground I, you know there there are there are there are questions that that immediately jump into my mind about what what else we could be capable of uh, when I watch, uh, when I watch that parachute open over over Perseverance, three hundred million miles away, and it touched down, you know, perfectly where where it was supposed to, uh, how how far are we from sending a person, uh, for instance, uh, to Mars to, that distance? It doesn't seem that far out of our grasp when I when I look at the things that they're doing now.
1: Yeah, and so, so NASA has this Artemis program, which um, uh, is to get humans back onto the moon in preparation for getting humans onto Mars, right? And I think there's, there are differences between landing a rover on the surface of Mars, which is an incredible feat. And uh, as you said, you know, you hit the atmosphere at 12,000 miles per hour and have to slow down and land very specifically. Uh, on a very special spot on, on the surface of Mars. Uh, that's one thing, but doing it with a human on board is different, right? The risks are different, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the Artemis program is planning to have humans be on Mars and develop, uh, sorry, be on, be on the moon uh, and develop to be able to have a continued presence there. Uh, and that will be a place to test the technologies that are needed to then be able to get to be able to get to get Mars. Um, you know, the... These big, big programs—you always worry whether administrations will keep on supporting them. Uh, you know, the Trump administration was actually spearheading the going going back to Mars and, and the Artemis program. And it looks like the Biden administration is also uh, supportive of this, so it looks like it will happen, and it's a, an exciting, it's, it's super exciting. Mm.
0: And and that that trip to the moon—they're saying 2024 is when. They'd like to go back. Uh, they'd like to go back to the moon, uh, and and as you say, that's that's preparation for going to Mars. But what is it about getting to Mars that's so appealing? Uh, I, I read a, a a piece over the weekend, I believe it was in uh, the Atlantic, that that really kind of looked down on the idea of of Mars and the the the, the value of going there. It said Mars is a hellhole. That. That it's a place with a very thin atmosphere and not a, not, it doesn't have a magnetic field to to protect it from the the harmful things from the sun. Uh, it's cold there, extremely cold. Uh, what what is it about getting there that uh, that makes it worth it for us? Is it the idea that uh, we could create? sustainable human life some somewhere else or or is there something else that, that that we're after
1: here well I think we as humans have always wanted to explore right I mean throughout human history humans have, uh, have, have explored the earth right and now we're in the stage where we can explore elsewhere in the solar system uh, and that alone I think is is part of what's driving driving us to do that uh, but scientifically it's interesting I mean Mars is uh, one of the, the better places in the solar system for us to search for life. So when it was very, very young, it was warm enough to have uh, liquid water on the surface. Uh, and in fact, where the Jezero crater, where, where the Perseverance rover has landed, uh, was a lake, and it has uh, river channels flowing in and out of it. Uh, uh, and so, you know, you want to, we want to ask this question, how unique are we, in having life on Earth, is there life elsewhere? And Mars is a great place to look for it because we know that uh, some of the building blocks that we need for life, some of the chemicals are certainly there, the fact that liquid water was there at some point in the past uh, leads us to be, you know, to want to go and answer that really uh, deep question about life, right? Mm -hmm. You know, are we alone in the universe? Uh, And I think that's... Part of that drives wanting to go to Mars. Mm. As humans being there, it's tough. As you said, the conditions are very uh, are very tough on the surface. So the sort of where the Jezero crater is, it swings from like minus 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Sorry, minus 100 degrees Fahrenheit in that crater. to about 70 plus plus 70 Fahrenheit. Mm. So you get this wide range of temperature. You aren't protected from the solar radiation very well. And You do have this this atmosphere that you can't breathe because it's 96% carbon dioxide. So um, it, it's not a place that's friendly for humans to be, but it's somewhere we need to go to learn about life.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm talking with Edward Kack at uh, Wayne State University, astrophysicist, about the latest Mars landing, Perseverance, the rover that landed there a few weeks ago, all of the things uh, that it achieved just getting to Mars the way it did, uh, all of the things that we're looking forward to it achieving uh, as it has its own life uh, on Mars. If you want to join the conversation, tell us what you think about uh, these milestones and how quickly they seem to be coming and developing in terms of space exploration. 313 uh, 577 is the number here on the phones. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter, put comments there, and we'll work you in. Let's go to Maryland in Oak Park. Maryland. welcome to the show. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right. Um I just thought of a bumper sticker. Uh no more trips to Mars. This is uh, Mother Nature talking. No more trips to Mars until you can take care of the toys you've got. <laughs> In other words, take care of the earth first. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. We've damaged it so much and we've got it's going to take forever to fix it. So Forget all the other stuff. Take care of what you have, hmm. yeah, Marilyn. That's not that's not the worst advice I've ever I've ever heard. Uh, Edward Kaka. What about this idea that that uh, human exploration or or even robotic exploration of other places in our solar system or universe will lead to the the same kind of damage that we've done on Earth, are we in? Are we in sort of jeopardy of of ruining Mars by by going there?
1: We have to be very careful, and certainly the the, the you know the, the rovers that we send uh, are are kept in very specific conditions, uh, and there are protocols to stop us sending things there that will do damage. Right, so uh, you know at this point we we we've only had a handful of rovers land on the surface of Mars, uh, and so we you know Mars is. It has a diameter that's like uh, half of half of the Earth's diameter, so it's a big planet. Uh, but we still, you know, we are being careful, and um, we do need to make sure that we don't do any damage, of course, right? But we need to find out these important questions about life elsewhere in the universe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got about a minute left, but but I, I want to ask what you think the strongest possibility is for what we can learn from. Perseverance. Uh, this idea of looking for signs of ancient life, I think, for me, is the thing that that makes it, uh, you know, uh, sort of t- it's the top line, the top line goal of this. But but but, what are you what are you thinking about in terms of what perseverance could achieve?
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, you, this the special place that it's landed, the Jezero Crater, really uh, is one of the best places we think life may have been, right? It's the the bottom of an ancient lake. Uh, and if microbial life was there on Mars in the past, it should have left its signature in this location. And so that that is obviously uh, one of the key things that, that Perseverance is going to do. But, you know, I'm as excited about, um, you know, being able to produce oxygen on the, uh, from the Martian atmosphere. Mm. And... Uh, testing flying around in the Ingenuity helicopter, you know, mm-hmm. those, those things too are also super exciting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Edward Kak at Wayne State University Astrophysicist. Thanks so much for joining us uh, on Detroit Today. Thank you. It's going to do it for us today. This is 1019 WDET Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.